Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome sports fans. It's Thursday morning now and that can only mean it's time for another exciting episode of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Studios. On the line, very special three-time guest is Moon River. <laughs> what, what do you mean car selling studios? You did say car selling studios. Did I say that? Yes. I'm just all Car selling up. studios. Like, I think wait, we're going to have to start yeah, this all over. Uh, <laughs> no, fine. that's okay. You hit the pipe car selling secrets. Sorry. Me, I was uh, I'm smoking also hash oil like They're those painting WNBA. the apartment. The apartment's being painted. There's no one here. All right, let's just do so it. So to continue on the <laughs> phone, we have Larry Moon Thompson, the former KS95 superstar and in-studio. Andy Brant Bernard. Mike Gilfin. And Thomas Barnard. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tommy do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue you mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. And hey, we don't, good morning, don't... guys. I hope you're all doing well. Um, I am just going to take a second to say congratulations to Tom. I was listening the day that you said that uh, you're going to be spending a lot of time working on the podcast. And, man, what a career 
Uh, hats off. Jesus, brother, that is amazing. I've been telling all my friends, I'm like, do you have any idea what this dude's accomplished? It's, he's like a rock star. Oh, here we listen. All I know is uh, I'm not retiring, but Hang I am. Hang on a second. Mike and I are going to go to Bunny's. We'll be back in an hour and a half when you're done. <laughs> a little hurling. going to go over and hurl. Is that the plan? No, it's just, there's, hey, you know, Moon's making a point. Now that he's off and I'm off and in four months, there's nobody else to listen to. <laughs> Except for two I, guys that have really cool podcasts. Yeah, well, exactly. It's ex- so how's the podcast world working for you, Moon? It's been a lot of fun. Good. I, I'll tell you, we do the dumbest things on the podcast. I think the biggest thing we got going for us right now is a thing called Two Questions with Putin. And so what we do is we have people ask Putin two questions. And we have all of our guests ask those. Some of my favorite uh, questions of Vladimir would be, what is your perfect room temperature? Well, yeah. That'd be a good one. I mean, everybody wants to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked uh, this last week, have you ever considered or would you consider getting a bidet? Ooh. And things like that. I so like that's, take, that's launching this podcast into the next level. You're the Jessica Savage of Apple Valley. Jessica Savage. There you go. That's going back. Yeah, a little bit. Just a touch, ladies and gentlemen. There's no. Oh, by the way, um, you know, Moon, I know you're a, a married man and all the rest of it, but Brittany Griner says if she ever comes back to America, she wants to date you. Oh, really? Yeah, she's very interested. That's not a compliment. It's only because you what have What do you a, mean? Well, I mean, you know, I don't think she swings that way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot. Moon's on the Do wrong side. Although that me- his medical marijuana card probably is the attraction. Right? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Now, Mine did too. you guys know this is breaking news? They just sentenced her to nine years. Nine oh, years. God. Yep. It would, it's just in the last couple of minutes that happened. And you know, what really got me about Bethany Griner or Brittany Griner was when I first saw her on television, I mean, obviously she's very tall. Mm-hmm. She's very physically fit. But when she spoke, her voice was so deep, right? And it almost shocked me. I'm like, right. oh, wow. Because, I mean, there's so many people that when you meet them uh, and you're thinking, you, you say hello, you know, you get these people that have these very high-pitched voices that don't match their bodies. Right. Mike yeah. Tyson. Her, I, yeah. You see what I'm going? Yes. And I think, you know, Tom, I think when I listen to your voice, Tom, you sound like you look. Yeah, I suppose. And I don't know if that's, I, and I think that's a good thing. No, no, no. You and, said I don't know if it's a good thing. I heard you the first time. <laughs> and, and Doug, you totally sound like what you look like. I got to tell you a funny story about that. So uh, it's probably eight or nine years ago. We we're getting our kitchen floors redone, and there was a retired guy at the church Sarah works at named Sweeney, old Irish retired floor guy, and he comes in, and he's measuring it, gives her the bid, and he goes, yeah, you know, I got to ask you a question. You related to Doug Sprinthal as your cousin or brother or dad or what? I says, what's my husband? Oh, I listened to him on the radio. He's, he's kind of a funny fucker. And I got, can I ask you a question? Is he a short, fat guy? And Sarah started <laughs> laughing. She goes, well, let me show you a picture. And he goes, oh, Christ, I didn't see that one coming at all. <laughs> yeah, I had that with Tim Lammers. But we had him guy. on the show uh, several times before I ever knew what he looked like. Yeah. He didn't look anything like what I thought he would look oh, like. Oh, really? Some people, you just you hear their voice, you get this idea of what they look like, and it's just uh, 
completely wrong. So I do look like what I sound like. Is that what you're saying? Well, you're my so. dad, so I've literally well, that's true. You never known anything different. I, I heard your voice before I saw you. I think one of the I was in the womb. One of the lowest points of my broadcasting career, and I, you know, I do have a bottom ten that I can share. Some. <laughs> I love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a bottom fifteen. Bottom uh, fifteen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this was in the early days of the morning show, and uh, I, I had a refrigerator delivered, and a guy he's he delivers the refrigerator. He's kind of you know sweating a little bit. Sure. And he said, oh, I, I got to tell you, I said uh, he said uh, you know this is a big day for me. Sure. And he said you know I mean it's not every day. I, I, I deliver a refrigerator to a celebrity, and I'm saying, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. And then he says, yeah, uh, delivered a freezer to Tom Ryder today. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, see, I love that. That's so really much. funny, actually. I can't even tell you how much I love that, because that stuff does happen. It, it happened, yeah. Oh, God. I, <laughs> Tom Ryder. Whatever happened to Tom Ryder? Well, that's the question. How do you curtain? spell Ryther? R Y T H E R. Ryther. The local newscaster. He was a sports sports guy. Caster. Sports caster. Yeah. Indeed. I had something weird happen one time. I did a station appearance, and when I was at the appearance, I noticed there was a woman who was maybe 15, 20 yards away, and she was crying. And so I left where I was to go see if she was okay. And when I went out, I said, ma'am, are you okay? And she said, you're supposed to have a beard. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, oh, what? Okay. So that, she, she had funny. envisioned me by the sound of my voice what I look like, and I wasn't even close. Yep. Much shorter, much wider. And isn't it funny that we started this conversation with Brittany Griner? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Think about Is it. Is this ironic? So speaking of... Say so. Uh, WNBA, I saw this statistic. LeBron makes more money than all the WNBA players put together. Wow. And don't forget, America sucks. Right. <laughs> That's what I love about him. The guy's a billionaire from throwing a basketball at a ring. He's the best metal. life of any human on best Earth. Life, and America sucks. Okay, there. Whatever Tom Ryder wrote a memoir in 2019. He did, yes. Mm-hmm. And nobody remembers it. And you know what? He got really mad because apparently he tried to book my show, which nobody ever told me. And then he blamed it on me when we didn't book him. Oh, I didn't well. even know he booked, tried to book. Tom, if you're out there listening. It's only three, three years later, so we're good to go. I have a question. Mike, Mike, have you met Moon before? No. You never have? Okay. I didn't know if your, nope. your paths had ever crossed. Well, you know, it's, it's pretty strange. I thought I'd met everybody. I mean, you know, when you do radio, I mean, you meet some interesting folks. And yeah. but, oh, we've never met. Uh, Tom and I had never met. Right. Uh, yep. But we only did through Doug. And we've been together in the same market for years. And every once in a while, yeah, Tom, I got to get you on, on our podcast. I would love to right? do that. We'd that have so much fun. Would you, what would your questions for Putin be? <laughs> My question to Putin would be, are you really only 5'1"? Five one. Is he really? No. He looks tiny. Well, he's probably getting a lot shorter. Well, yeah, he probably is. <laughs> no, <at this juncture. laughs> yeah, I just he spends and, all the time on the horse. You know, he looks shorter sitting down. That's right. I love the fact that he he loves to take his shirt off. Too. Yes, he does. <laughs> he or just, he did. I don't know if he still does. <laughs> 
We ever wow. had any bare-chested U.S. presidents? I can't remember any. I have a feeling Teddy Roosevelt probably took a he shirt. He would have been my so first often. pick, but yeah. Not, yeah. not likely when he was actually running the country. No, I don't think so. Andrew right Jackson, maybe right after a duel. Yeah, right yeah. after a right. duel. Just Take his bloody for... shirt off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking for wounds. Absolutely. No, it's, you I would see love all to the presidents that have moobs. Yeah, well, a lot of man boobs. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't think Taft ever did. And that would have been something. That would have been oh. something. Is he the one that had to upsize the tub? Yes, it yeah. was. That was Taft. They still have the uh, Taft-sized yeah. tub in the White House, I think. <laughs> it's, a, it's a slightly exaggerated story about oh, him it? getting stuck in the tub. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, I don't think he ever actually got stuck stuck. I think he couldn't fit, so they had to make him a bigger one. Ah. Yeah. I've uh, always heard that he got stuck, but yeah. All works out in the end. Now, Moon, i got to ask you something, because this is a podcast, and you do a podcast, and, you know... I'm I'm leaving KQ in four months, so I can talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about, right? Sure. You see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Doug's giving me the evil eye. What are no, you giving I'm me just the eye? I, I looked you. over and you're looking at me. I'm what are you watching you talk? I'm sorry. Let's put up a barrier, Vladimir. <laughs> Let's put up a <laughs> yeah, barrier. I don't know, man. Now I forgot what the hell I was going to talk about. You're talking about. about you can say whatever the hell you want because you only have four months. Yeah, but there was something months. I was going to say, and I can't remember what the hell it is. I don't know. That's that's a bad sign. Well, I think basically it had something to do with uh, unless you've experienced working with the woke, you've never lived. I mean, <laughs> these people. In a bad way, I'm assuming. Whoa. Well, hey, the far left. And far, I, I did make an announcement on the show this morning three times. I made it when it started in the middle and at the end. I've had it with getting upset on the news. I'm not going to get upset about the news anymore. I don't care if it's the far left, the far right. Who the hell? I'm sick to death of it. Because all they're in it for the money, and everybody knows you're in it for the money. So why am I getting upset? Of course you're a pig, right? Fair enough. Yeah, you know the news is hard to watch. I still oh, away is. from it. You know, every time you turn it on, it's mass shooting this and COVID that, and oh my God, you know it would be nice to just have a day with very little stress. And one of the people we yeah. just had on our podcast, this is the thing that was kind of fun. He's moving to uh, Portugal. And uh, I said, well, why Portugal? And he said, well, I went to many of the countries that people in America retire in because, you know, the the dollar is still strong in many countries and they can go from being, you know, very middle class here to being very wealthy somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, that's true. And and so when he goes to Portugal, he talks about the beauty of the country. But he said, the real reason I want to go there is I don't feel the stress that I feel living in the United States. I, I know. I understand that. So they don't have shootings at Walmart and uh, Lisbon? No. And that's the thing. He said, you know, uh, over here, nobody has guns. Yeah. And they yeah. don't want guns because guns create problems. Right. And here in the United States, we're at a point now where you need to have a conceal and carry yep. because you can get shot at church, at elementary school. My daughter teaches at a daycare. And they're doing active shooter drills with three and four year olds. Oh, oh man, that's, that's so sad. That's terrible. It's awful. They and need so a break, they should take them tubing on the Apple River. Yeah, because that's yeah. safe. <laughs> you only get stabbed yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was. Rather be stabbed or shot. That's the question. Isn't it just amazing? What the hell have we done to this guy? Well, by coincidence, Moon, I'm telling you, this is a hell of a coincidence because I just asked Andy last night to look up. Real estate in Portugal and Switzerland. Switzerland really? is not cheap. Uh, by the way, you can get um, a house about the size of a pickup truck for about $3 million. 
In Switzerland? In Switzerland. <laughs> well, on Lake Lucerne, which, you know. Do you yeah. know this buddy of mine that's going to Portugal is doing his research on what he wants to do right. and how to get a visa and all that stuff. If you uh, spend $350,000 in Portugal, whether it's buying a home, investing in a business, any of that stuff, you're like locked and loaded. Yep. This guy, this is crazy. This guy, right before he came home uh, to the United States, got a blood clot in his leg. Somehow that clot traveled up and got to his lung. Yeah, that and happens And normally a lot. that will kill you. Uh, he got to the uh, hospital in time. They worked on him. He was in ICU for seven days. Then he was in a regular room for three days. And when they were going to check him out, they said, you know something? Uh, your insurance won't work here in Portugal. You have to pay this out of pocket. And he panicked because he thought in the United States, I'm going to be paying for, you know, that's a, that that's many days in ICU right there. and that many days in a regular room. I'm going to be paying probably two, three hundred thousand dollars. Guess what it cost in Portugal? Eleven grand. Really? You know, Eleven thousand. That's, that's two aspirin here. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, as you know, my daughter is going to college in London. And one of the things that we had to do. Uh, other than get a student visa, is buy into the the English healthcare system, and that costs twenty four hundred dollars wow. for four years, not twenty four hundred a year. That's for all four. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And other than the dental work there, I think that healthcare in England is pretty good. Yeah, I would yeah. have to go with dental. You're right. Not yeah. a, there's only one orthodontist <laughs> in the entire UK. I think. Exactly. And he only works on Tuesdays and Fridays. Exactly. It's, it's true. No question about it. I, I just no. I, look, I love you know. I love living in America. All the rest of it. I, I just, I just can't. I don't want to listen to it anymore. If somebody was reasonable, if somebody were reasonable for one moment, I could still listen. But there's no reason any longer. It's all craziness. It's amazing. I remember when families used to get, you know, together and uh, they'd hang out. Mm-hmm. Now families are split. Yep. And, oh yeah. And, and you know, go go back ten years ago. The only time a family would be that divided would be if one side of the room uh, was Packer fans and the other were Vikings. Fans, <laughs> That's pretty right? much true. Oh, yeah. So you must not have met Tom's family then. Oh, you never <laughs> met my family. My... Or any Jewish family. <laughs> or any Jewish family. There you go. Yeah, uh, they've been split for, uh, well, when did Toots die? Oh, we've been split a, long, a lot longer than that. Mm, yeah. I literally, it's been 35 years. I, my oldest wow. brother and my oldest sister don't talk to me. And it's all because I suppose I, I don't know. I'm sorry that I succeeded. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the thing that is cleaving this country right down the middle more than anything is money. Oh, there's no doubt about that, Mike. Yeah. It's all about money. Don't you think that everything's about money? Everything. Uh, yeah, I kind of think so, and that's uh, it's a tragedy. It is a tragedy. It's disgusting. And that's why I don't get upset anymore about it. Like, you know, I'd be getting angry right about now, but I'm not. Because that's what my... Look, I'm looking at a picture of Newser. It has 12 stories up. There are two honkies in the... Uh, they're in their own pictures. Uh, you got Elon Musk and uh, Nancy Pelosi. They're both billionaires. Yes, they Does are. either one deserve to be a billionaire? Well, no. There is kind of an income gap there between the two. Oh, one is the richest person in the world. Actually, I think... Don't you think Putin is the richest person in the world? 
Yeah, well, depends that could on how be you a, measure wealth. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah, it's well. I think I think what's Musk worth these days? Like two hundred and fifty billion. Yeah, I think that's give right, or yeah. take. Yeah, give or take. Any any given day. Yeah. Well, it dropped off quite a bit though, yeah. didn't it? I think it dropped off quite a bit. I think he's down to like two forty nine. Oh, boy. <laughs> How terrible for him. Oh Is there a GoFundMe page? Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced, professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender? You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. As this is a car show, I read an interesting blurb this morning about Tesla and the electric car market. So their market share in the U.S. has dropped to 65%. I mean, they used Mm to be 95%. But what that means is the big boys and girls, and I say girls because Mary Barras, the CEO of General Motors, are starting to come on. And the electric car market share in the U.S., doubled this year it's up a little over six percent i don't doubt it five years ago it was less than one so really it's mm-hmm. they're they're coming and i think that if they well they're becoming semi-affordable right which and if is they helpful. were able to produce more um which they're not that that share would go up i think in the next couple of years we'll be at 12 to 15 percent and then it's going to take the next wave of technology to really drive the price down and it's then all about those batteries yep. those batteries are yeah. just not good well yeah. and, and look at musk he can't even afford to buy twitter anymore he can't. what the hell happened i mean poor you know. guy 
I think he just million. smokes too much pot. I mean, the guy's really brilliant, but <laughs> he just does some goofy stuff. He went on Joe Rogan's podcast yeah, a did. couple of years and yeah, fired yeah, up did. a doobie. Yes, he like, did. Dude, he did. Yeah. When you're worth that money, you can do whatever. Well, you publicly want. traded yeah. companies and the board. How would you like to be on Elon Musk? Well, I'd take the money if I was a board member, certainly, but. Trying to rein that cat in, that that'd be, oh, God, that'd be harder than reining in Larry Moon Thompson. Mm. You know what that yeah, is? That's though? difficult. You know what that whole deal is? Mm. It's a daddy issue. Have you, you yeah. ever read about his daddy oh, his issues? Oh, dad's a winger. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. Her job Musk. is to procreate, and he's like, <laughs> wasn't he banging his stepdaughter or something? Well, how, how many mm. how many kids does Elon Musk have? Like uh, 10 or lot, something? Yeah. I think it's like 8 to 10. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a lot. But he's got major dad. Oh, look, I yeah. do too. Don't get Behind me wrong. Behind every billionaire, billionaire, there's a mommy or daddy issue. I agree. Well, he has, he has billionaire power syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I'm you guys going watch up in the space, series almost. called Succession? Because yeah. <laughs> I can afford it. It's Sorry, true. Larry, we were talking the... over you because you're boring. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys did you guys watch the show Succession? I've seen it, yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's all about the world's largest media conglomerate and the guy who runs it and the people that want to succeed him. And you really get a look at what it must be like to have that kind of money. You know, where you get picked up by choppers and you don't have to worry about traffic and you can land your chopper on your boat and all that other stuff. There's a new show, too, that Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live is in. Mm -hmm. It's called Loot, and I think it's on Hulu. And it's kind of a uh, the story of Jeff Bezos and his divorce, because right. if you think about what the divorce cost him, yeah. it was hundreds of billions it was, and yes. now this woman uh, has got a lot of money she's given away. Well, same with and what's here her I am. I thought she settled for something really quite reasonable. If I remember, I thought it was billion. forty. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's more than I have. You, you don't have seventy-five hey, billion? Not in my, oh. maybe in my other pants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to talk about some car stuff? Yeah. Uh, my daughter. I just lost another car. My daughter is less than, she's not quite 21. She's on her fifth car. Oh, God. Oh. From yeah. Randy Qualley, my good friend at <laughs> Walzer Experience yeah. Automotives. I think you you carried them through the recession, actually, or your daughter did. <laughs> yeah, this is the truth. I have my own parking space there, right? It's like I pull in and uh, Randy's like, what's up? Uh, yeah, we just picked up a 2004 Honda Accord, um, and one week after purchasing it, had a little gear shift issue. We're getting that uh, figured out today. Okay, good. And then I'm warning the Twin City she's going back on the road later today. Uh oh, <clears throat> that could be a problem. One of my stepsons in an 04 car. It was, that was he cra did crash it, but it took him a year and a half before he did. But you know, I, I, I had another friend besides Tom who was a radio legend. Oh, here you we know. go. And uh, he told hey, me, gang. hey, boy chick. Boy chick, what are you doing, <laughs> so, gang? He said, boy chick, uh, you know, my wife, uh, she, she gets in a lot of accidents. He's telling me about her various collisions. Right. I, I said, come on, now you're exaggerating this. He said, no, I'm telling you it's the truth. So I said, okay, fine. And he told me a couple stories. And the next week I saw her have an accident. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I saw happen. her have an accident. That'll happen. Yeah. God, he's been My gone. daughter is paying $400 a month for liability-only insurance. Oh, God. And that was on a 1993 Lexus. Oh, 
That's right? spendy. You know, she uh, New York City isn't for everybody, but it might be the perfect place for your daughter because she wouldn't yeah, need no a car. No cars. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Five grand Hopefully. a year for ninety-three at least. Mm-hmm. Are you still driving an Altima, Tom? I am. Uh, as a matter of fact, we we moved a couple years ago, and our new home has a. Uh, our old house had a three-car garage, was about one hundred and fifty percent deeper than than most parking spots. So I had a mafia car, and we moved to the new house, and it's a twin home, so the garage is not as big. The car wouldn't fit in the garage. I had to get a new <laughs> car, and so it was the ultimate. That's actually one of the reasons we mm-hmm. got a Rogue Sport was uh, we. We looked up like shortest cars or shortest SUVs because we wanted an SUV right. still. And because I lived in a condo, right, a couple blocks away from where we are now. And yeah, the parking spaces were not large. Well, Wait, you get your car back? Uh, no, it's going to be quite a while. Way to go, Doug. I'll tell you the problem, the problem I have my garage keeps getting shorter. Why? I don't know, but the walls keep closing in. The walls are closing in, Mike. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm, so I'm, the car. My, when I'm trying to get out of the garage, the car keeps scraping these, these new walls, which are just shorter every day. It's like a Twilight Zone thing. Yeah, really. It sounds like you're microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be. That's true. Good point. That's a good point. Honest to God, uh, whatever, whatever works. No, I. Uh, so I had an idea. After December 23rd, why don't you and Moon go into business together? Get a radio well, we, show going? Well, obviously that would be the first guess, but why don't you teach radio? Teach radio? Run Did away, kids. Run away. <laughs> there, I just taught radio. You were going to need some people to do it, right? And I don't many. think they are. I really I think, honestly, I don't know. I think that business no. has got maybe three to five years left. Mm. That's about it. Luckily, radio you can't teach radio anyway. No, you cannot. That's very true. You but can't you could take radio. people's money that want to learn. Oh, that that's kind of negative. Hey, Brown did it for years, right? Oh, they got the money from the government from me. I know that. Oh, did they? Yeah. You're on the work release so program? When, Maybe. when you were going to Brown, <laughs> yes, Tom, sir. Yes, sir. Did, after you, now that you've had you know your career and all that, uh, did you feel that the money was well spent going to broadcasting school because i get that question a lot you know hey uh, how do you get into radio right you know and and you look up uh broadcast programs in different universities and stuff like that Mm -hmm. a lot of them are four-year full educational oh yeah uh, you know runs and brown was don't need that i don't think you need that do you no listen (laughs) class one Listen through these things, talk into the black thing. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Uh, I, well, Moon, I got to be honest with you. I know this is going to be hard for you to believe because it's never happened to me anywhere else before, but I uh, was asked to leave Brown three different times. (laughs) And I eventually, they just gave me, well, it happened to me in high school. I went to one year of college, and then it happened to me at Brown Institute. I got I got asked to leave uh, at least three times. I tested I literally tested out of every school I've ever been to. 
I never grad. Well, I graduated because I tested out, yeah, but I, I was, never finished. I was expelled from middle school and college, so hey, yeah, that's true. It's a genetic. Were you really? Yeah, sure was. God, I feel like I'm mainstreamed all of a sudden. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Mr. Goody Two Shoes over here. Ass, apparently, not the getting first, expelled. The first time they booted me from Brown, uh, I showed up. You had to wear a tie. What? Uh, you had to wear a tie to school every day when you went to Brown Institute. It's in 19- broadcasting. <laughs> so necessary. And then you'll never wear a tie again. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think ties are just about had it anyway. Ties are coming yeah. to an end. But yeah, I, uh, they they said you got Tom. You have to wear a tie. I said I don't want to wear a tie. They said well you got to wear a tie to go to school here. So I showed up the next day. What did I do, Doug? I showed up the next day. What did I do? Uh, tie no shirt. Nope. Clip on. Seven ties. Oh, I was wearing good. seven neckties. So the tie-no shirt uh, came from my my one year at Breck back when it was on the river road. Oh, we yeah, had to wear yeah. ties to assembly, so some of yep. my classmates decided to wear just ties with no Vladimir shirt. Putin with a, <laughs> with a nice Windsor knot. I know it's hard to believe I had an attitude, isn't it? It is hard. It's so really difficult. Did, any, did you go to school with anybody at Brown that we would know? Is there anybody in your class? I don't class? think so. No, I don't, I don't think there okay. was. Uh, there was a guy named Kurt Larder, uh, no, no, Kurt Zarder was his name, and his family owned a bunch of restaurants in Wisconsin, and I asked if they called him Zarder's Larder, and he said, you're about the 800th person that's asked me that. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I suppose that's probably true, that everybody asks you if everybody it's Zarder's Larder. Everybody who has a name that can be exploited. Yeah, exactly. They get very tired of that uh, stuff. I bet they do. You're absolutely right. But no, I've I, I know Moon. It's hard to believe, but I've had a really tough time fitting in. You know what I mean? <laughs> really difficult. Yeah, you, you know, for me, I started in radio in a small town in Nebraska, and I had a classmate that had uh, an interest in electronics. So he went down to the radio station at age, you know, 16 years old, and would hang out with the engineer who actually worked on these ginormous transmitters that, that were the size of a minivan. And, uh, you know, he learned about it, and eventually he and I were over at his house drinking beer one night. He said, you ought to come down. We're going to have a tryout. So we went down to the radio station, and I was age 16 when I started. I had no training. I listened to, you know, bigger stations in bigger cities. Right. And, you know, that's how I learned. And, I mean, I hope that nobody listened to me. And, and you know, did that same thing. You I did have the best ever. What the hell are you game. talking about? You were phenomenal on the air. Well, I appreciate. It. I'll tell you what. I miss doing radio oh, so yeah. much. Oh yeah. I mean, I think for you, you're probably going to have a little of that when you go. Sure. Um, I mean, you still got your podcast, and for me, having the podcast on the Tom Bernard Network. Thank you very much. Uh, it's given me a chance to keep a voice out there. I love it. We still have some goofy ass guests. And, you know, just we have a lot of fun and we it's it's kind of funny because we edit the thing or I edit it. And if we do an hour and 15 minutes, some of the podcasts, you know, end up being 45 minutes. And uh, like last week we recorded one. I was actually in the hospital uh, just last week and we recorded one at a hospital and their Wi-Fi was no good, so there was a lot of buffering. Oh, so, yeah. yep. you know, the whole thing, I had to go in and, and take an hour and 15 minutes and turn it into 33 minutes. And and that was, by the way, after I got kicked. I literally got kicked out of a hospital. Did you hear that story? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. 
So I was in the hospital for some issues related to my MS, and um, a nurse found a couple of pills in some of my possessions and said, what are these? And I said, those are cannabis pills. She goes, well, you can't have cannabis pills. And I said, it's a legal state. I mean, try Google. It works. Yeah. I said, you'll learn all about it, you know. And they said, nope, you can't have them. And she took them. And I told my wife. My wife said, wow, that's really sad. Do you want me to bring you some more? I said, why not? So she did. And I put them in a different place. And those were found. And then the nurse says, you know something? I got to turn you in now. So about 20 minutes later, the doctor came back in. And she said, you were given a directive by a hospital staff member. And because of that, uh, you immediately disregarded it. And I am going to have to, if you do anything else wrong, kick you out of this hospital. And I will put on your file that you're non-compliant. And if you're non-compliant, other hospital systems aren't going to want to take you. And I'm like, are you threatening me? And I said, okay, when you start handing out opioids and chemo and thyroid pills and all the other prescriptions that you do every day, I'll be glad to give mine up. And I wasn't even trying to fight with this woman right, at all. Right. And uh, the next thing you know, she said, I'm done. And I go, you're done? We had to go over my blood work. And she goes, I'll be back. About 10 minutes later, here comes a cop and a hospital administrator. Oh, God. And they say, uh, we would like you to sign this. And I go, what is it? And I read it, and it's a cannabis form where you uh, say, I put your name I'm a uh, legal uh, patient uh, for medical cannabis, and uh, here's my license number, here's my dosing, here's how many pills I have with me. And then the cop presented me with a lockbox. And the reason they don't want you to have it in there is they don't want hospital employees to steal your cannabis Ah. from you, right? So they're trying to protect their staff and also hospital systems that take money for federal grants, uh, since cannabis is not federally legal, it can put their funding in jeopardy. So they try to protect that. Um, And so anyway, I'm thinking, okay, well, wait a minute. If there was a form to sign and a lockbox ready to go, why did that doctor just tell me she was going to kick me out and call me noncompliant? Right. And I'm like, you know, the lawyers at the health institution uh, did not just spit that form out in 10 minutes. It had to be around for a while. So I went back to the uh, pharmacy. I got my cannabis back. I put it in the lockbox, and uh, I thought, all's well. 10 minutes later, a nurse comes back, and she said, you've been discharged. And I go, well, wait a minute. I'm not well. I'm still in the hospital. I mean, I've, I, I've got stuff to do here yet. Nope, the doctor says you're well enough uh, to be discharged. And I'm like going, what? And uh, long story short, I ended up getting the boot. And that was not fun. I mean, I've been kicked out of titty bars. (laughs) I've I've been kicked out of a lot of things. But I've never been kicked out of a hospital or a church, right? But I guess there's still time. Well, you know, your mistake was going to a hospital named St. Mengele's. Yeah, there you go. That'll do it. I never knew he was canonized. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> That's all we have to say, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, So I, I still don't understand, why did they kick you out of the hospital? <laughs> well, they thought I was being argumentative, well, and I was putting their staff at risk. 
And, oh, you know, they have one, rules. And, one of those super argumentative potheads. Yes, yeah. yes, there you well, go. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know, for me, you know, I don't use cannabis like 24-7. I use it as right. needed, right? And it helps. And mm-hmm. if I didn't have it, I mean, people that are non-cannabis people, you know, they just think that people are stoners and that's it. But there is true, um, you know, documented evidence that with certain things like what I have is multiple sclerosis, that it is almost a custom fit for muscle spasms, depression, sleep. I mean, there's a lot of different things the plant can do. And, you know, I I told the doctor, I said, what's the worst that could happen if I overdose? Maybe I could wiggle a toe. I mean, I'm not going to get out of bed and dance down the hall and go crazy. You could gain a few pounds. Yeah, I might hit the pot. (laughs) It's nice, the use of our police resources to... I know, I agree. Well, and, you know, and for me, I was glad to get out of the hospital and just get home. And, you know, it's been kind of a rough month. Um, so I'm glad to be home. And and uh, tonight I think I'm going to get me a burger at that place that uh, Tom and Doug and I have hung before. Oh, that's and, a great uh, place. That's a great place. Yeah, great little place. And has, has anybody discovered a new place to eat they'd like to share? Because I'm always looking. What do you got, Doug? Hang on a second. I have an emergency phone call. Carry on. Emergency phone call. Well, actually, I can uh, read this while you do that. So about four years ago, Dad, you wished happy birthday to, I don't know how to pronounce this, B-R-I-X. Is it, it's either Bricks or Brie Rita? I think it's Brie, yeah. I think it's Brie Rita. Um, You wished her a happy birthday. Her 54th birthday is on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. and she uh, left a comment on our podcast uh, Facebook page saying, uh, you know, it makes me sad that after December 23rd, no more KQRS with Tom. Uh, I remember when you first hit the airwaves, she just moved to Minnesota and had to use tin foil to pick up the station. (laughs) (laughs) As was common at the time, yes. It was, yes. Had to listen on A. Uh, Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. That's exactly it. Well, that's very, very nice. That's wonderful. But uh, the one thing that Andy can tell you is that me leaving KQRS is going to help this show a lot. (laughs) Well, hopefully she's listening to this one. Oh, well. What, well, she sent it to you, she didn't she? Well, it was on the podcast Facebook page. Well, then right. she's, well, a listener. she's aware Most of likely, the yeah. existence of the podcast. But then. we have a ton of a ton of radio listeners that now want to come over and listen to the podcast, and so it's going to be good there. And I'm about social media engagement is way up. It is, yeah, it's way up. Mm-hmm. We, um, I probably have an announcement about a, about a week away. I'm signing with a big podcast distribution company that's going to be. All of us will benefit from it, I will tell you that. Is that Podcast Are Us? Yes, it's Podcasts Are Us. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. 
You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then, the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. I, now, I have a question for Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy, you should go in and look and see how many downloads we're getting. How do we even track how many people listen to the podcast? And Tom, if you go to this podcast network, will then I travel with you? Yes, on... you will. Okay. So then Indeed. I'm going to be syndicated. Holy balls. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Holy balls. I'm going to have to saw... sign a paper for saying that. I'm right. Gonna... You know what, though? You know, I What's know that? one other person that used to say that. Holy! Every time some something happens, they go, oh, "Holy balls!" You know who that person was? Who? My mother. <laughs> Actually, the 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 kid who was the star of the Goldberg says that all the oh, time. Oh, he says "Holy yeah. balls" all the time. He's about eight eight years old. Does that show any good? I like it. I like Jeff Garland. I uh, the, I do the too. The woman that plays his wife is hysterically funny. Yes, it's it's, uh, it's well written. No, I agree with you. I, I think it's. Well, can we? Do, do you mind if we spend a second or two on that? Yes, let's do it. The re- reason I bring this up is because streaming is just kicking ass, and they just announced one of. I guess it's the biggest soap opera. I don't know. I don't know anything about soap operas. Soap operas. Um, the biggest soap opera on television is leaving broadcast to go streaming. Huh. That is not a good sign What's for broadcast TV. Wow. General Hospital? I don't even I know what it is. assume so. It's an hour long, I know that. They said it's a 60-minute pod. Dark uh, Shadows. Da- yes, it's Dark Shadows. What, the, what uh, was that? Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives, that's who it is? It's dual. Oh, my God, that's the biggest, and that's the biggest one out there, isn't it? Well, it's moving from NBC to their streaming service. Yeah, but they're not going to be on broadcast anymore. No, they're going to be on Peacock. There you go. You know, After I, 57 years, they are not well, on NBC oh anymore. God. Now they're on Peacock. I like to switch between uh, soap operas and C-SPAN. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Well, so I go from the young and the restless to the old and the useless. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Just to be in Do the studio know, with you. It's, it's a also, pleasure. Also, football is moving to streaming. They are indeed yeah. big time moving to streaming. Yeah. So Everything is. If, that's the way of the, the things. If the NFL is moving, that's big money. I got to be honest with you. The day that I'm no longer on broadcast radio, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about how they uh, how they measure broadcast listening, because it's a hundred percent bullshit. You don't, why do you have to wait? Because I still work on broadcast. Yeah, radio. he cannot. <laughs> I cannot. No. All right. But uh, it is interesting how in what a hundred years the primary form of entertainment went from radio to TV and now to streaming on the internet. Yeah, it's completely the different. Format just keeps changing. But I do think streaming, and, and Moon, I want to ask you, I've asked everybody else in the room this, and I'd like to hear their comments as well. I do believe that that uh, series television is the best it's ever been right now. God, is it I, good. I'll tell you what, there are great shows on. I'm watching yep. one called The Old Man right now. I love The Old Man. Love it. Yep. Uh, John uh, Lithgow and Jeff Bridges Jeff are Bridges. fantastic. They're amazing. Um, I mean, some of the stuff. I just this is this was kind of fun for me because I'm a college football nut. Uh, I loved Breaking Bad. It was the first thing I ever really binge watched, and just thought the whole cast was fantastic. When they announced the prequel called Better Call Saul, right? Uh, I would I would watch that, and I was very eager to watch it. And the thing starts with Bob Odenkirk, uh, the guy that plays Saul Goodman. Uh, he's working at a Cinnabon at a mall. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, this has nothing to do with, you know, selling meth and, and you know, any of that. And later in the show, it makes sense that Bob's character, uh, Saul Goodman, is going to be killed by the drug cartels or whatever. And he moves to a place nobody would ever go so that nobody would ever find him. And that's Omaha, Nebraska. And he works at this mall. <laughs> Didn't he okay? sell cell phones, too? Is that? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. and, so, and so anyway, I'm watching this episode and they start talking about the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And I'm thinking, did he just mention that Nebraska lost to Texas? And then he talked about our quarterback by name, our coach by name. Really? And they... Yeah, so over about 20 minutes of this Better Call Saul episode, the Huskers were mentioned, and Twitter's blowing up from all the people that are Husker fans. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, you can't use their name or likeness without paying the university. No, you can't. So right. The, so they had to pay a ton of money to talk about college football. And it, the way it was positioned within the content of the show was perfect because he was trying to distract two mall cops from watching their security cameras by talking about Husker football. And it was hilarious. I, I mean, if you're a fan and they start talking about your team, you're thinking, how did that ever land on Better Call Saul? That's nuts. One of the great moments of my life, Moon, I went to, I had a friend, I, I think the call letters were KFMX, I think. Uh, it's a radio station in Lincoln, Nebraska, where the University yep. of Nebraska is. KFRX, yep. KFRX, that's what it is? Yep. Okay, well, it was owned by the Agnew family back then, not Spiro Agnew. I was going to no. say, <laughs> Roger Agnew, different guy. I don't, I don't know if they still own the family, still owns it, but I went to visit my my friend Roger, to you know do a little, a few shows with him and all that stuff. I fly into town, I get the taxi, I'm going over, and we drive past the stadium, University of Nebraska Stadium. 
27 Pontiac Firebirds in a row. 27 of them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wow. The good old days. little giveaway car action. Is mm. that what that was all about, you think? That always kills me about you, Ray. You guys, you have an, a great memory for call letters. It's like, yeah, do you remember WBLT? And it's like, yeah, I remember all that WBLT. Stuff. Remember the, the I think it, bacon. I think it was the Nebraska football team. They had the steer club. The steer club, I yeah, where do donors could donate a steer to the program. For what reason? <laughs> uh, so that the players could eat a lot of beef. Is that Why true? Not? Yeah. Is that, that what it really was true. all about, or was it hiding something else? Well, there were a lot of things to hide. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know if I can, you know, narrow it down. <laughs> One of my favorite things right now is those uh, TV commercials. Where they've got uh, you know people floating down a river in a cow tank, and then they yes. say, Nebraska, it's not just for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and they show there's a thing called Carhenge, you know Stonehenge. Uh, in Nebraska, they actually recreated Stonehenge with used cars. It's really kind of funny. You could look at it online, and I didn't know this, but there was a golf course in Nebraska that is one of the top courses in the entire country sand hills. built yeah. in the sand hills yep and i have you ever been there tom or I played have it not but i as a matter of fact i was supposed to go oh, oh my god now you bring it back this horrible memory way to go moon <laughs> we were going to go down on some guy's private jet i can't even remember whose private jet it was we we're gonna go play and uh we're getting on we're getting on we're getting on and all of a sudden they realized they had invited one too many people. Oh, no. And I was the one cut from the list. Uh, wow. So they went, and I went, goodbye, there's a plane's taking off. <laughs> yep, I, did, I, did, I was going to play, and I never and you got never, to go. You know, there's an expression for that in Nebraska. What you got cornhusker. I got cornhusker, and I did. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I guess the problem you know, the, was is the, the guy who took my place... Uh, had to sit in the co-pilot seat because you know, yeah. and those private jets, the 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 windshield is very slanted. Yes. Yeah. So I tried to sit in the seat. I didn't fit in the seat because my head, my literally my face was up against the window. <laughs> so I said, you can't, you cannot fly there. Sorry. So uh, that's why I couldn't go because there's no place for my head to be. Yeah, here I remember they had to build a private airstrip for all the you know yeah, they did. wealthy the wealthy people to fly there and play. Yeah, I heard it's phenomenal. I heard from everybody who's ever played there that it's just fantastic. And there's one in South Dakota. Matter of fact, I think I think Ralphie uh, Burnett is one of the people involved in it, but I can't remember the name of it. How many hours, Tom, do you think uh, you're going to be working? per day now that you're not going to be working in you know the radio part of the broadcasting world like the amount of time you spent on your show on kq to what you're going to spend uh doing the podcast do you think you're going to have more time off or are you going to be busier it all depends because there's still there's still a couple of people that want me to come and oh god moon you'll love this one about a month ago when i first announced it i got a call from a radio station in new york city asking me if I'd like to come to work for them, do their morning show, right? So I said, well, let me call mm -hmm. you back. So I went up to Catherine, my lovely wife, and I said, honey, I've just been offered a job in New York City. And she said, not a chance. Wow. <laughs> She's yeah. not going to get moving. her away from those grandkids. No way. There's no way. You got Ethan coming over. She's not going anywhere. Mm -mm. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I might. There, there, are, there are a couple of places here. 
Well, to tell you the truth, Moon, uh, you know, Ginny Hubbard and I are really good friends, have been for, God, 50 years probably. I think I've known her since she was like six years old. She's the best. She, I love her. She's a wonderful person. And Dan Seam is a really easy guy to get along with as well. But I just don't fit their format, you know. Um, yeah. It's very heavily female, although my audience now is uh, many more females than it used to be. Um, yeah. But I, I just didn't fit that format very well. I, I tried to get him to fire the guy that replaced you, but they wouldn't do it. You know. <laughs> no, I. That's you know, not... one of the things I, you know, that was so sad, you know, because fifteen hundred AM KSTP AM was such a powerhouse. Back oh in God, the day. yeah, back in the day. Yeah, it was a big dang deal, and you know, after all of the changes went through with. You know, first of all, they tried AM stereo. Right, right. And, you know, everybody's tried everything with AM. And AM right now just doesn't even have a prayer. I no. Mean, what I always yeah. thought that they should do with that station, and I suggested it, but it went nowhere. Uh, you know, with KSTP television right there, I thought they ought to go all news and take on CCO. They've got, yeah. you know, I thought it would have been a great idea because nobody, you know, uh, would challenge CCO. I mean, who would want to? Uh, but, you know, they went sports, and yep. that's kind of the direction. And now they've taken that thing almost completely digital and almost completely podcasting. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they do a, I, I will tell you what. Hubbard does a great job with podcasting. They really do. Their digital department is unthinkably it, good. It is really, really good. What's his name, Josh? Is that the guy who runs uh, it? I think it's Josh. Yeah. Nice guy. Really I, don't, nice. I don't understand why. I've always wondered why there's no all-news radio station. No, you're right. In the Twin Cities. No, there used to be, didn't there? Yeah, well, there used to be, but for Wasn't some... Wasn't that what W's, the 8.80 a.m. was? 8.30. 8.30 a.m., there you go. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. just, I don't understand what, I mean, especially now when you've got, a, you've got a murder every 10 minutes. <laughs> you do have a lot of yeah. murders to talk about, Well, maybe Mike. that's the thing. It's like you tune in, you say, oh, I've seen this one before. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Well, it's and one of the things, too, about Hubbard Broadcasting, and, and a lot of people don't know this, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they own WTOP, Biggest. which is the all-news station in Washington, D.C., and they make more money than any station in the country. In America. <clears throat> WTOP yep. by far, too. It's like... Is it AM or FM? AM. Oh, that's, really? Oh, that, wow. They've had that format there, I think, for Forever. at least 50 years, because when Forever. I was working in yeah. Washington in 1970... WTOP was all news. Oh, yeah, do you, oh, WTOP absolutely. is uh, FM now. Oh, yeah. Oh, AM and FM, FM yeah. Sorry. I think it's both AM and it's FM, isn't it? 103.5. Oh, that's not AM anymore? I think they dropped Because I thought they were still AM, too. Uh, the AM technology, I think, is going to be not around in not very long. Well, I think sure they're going to reclass true. AM to, like, a consumer ba uh, uh, public band or something Andy, they like bill that. in, the, what, like 65, 70 million a year? Uh, yeah, it's nuts. It's a big you know, number. They, they used to be um, fifteen hundred AM, the top of the dial. The top of the dial, WTOP, baby. Yep, yep but now it's uh, yeah. They moved to FM uh, a couple decades ago, actually. Now they did really. Yep. God, Moon. I'm seriously. I still thought it was WTOP AM. Yeah, I did. I got well, when's the last time you went to Washington well, D.C.? Well, with you, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's been a while. Yep. I got to meet a lot of their people when the, uh, we would go to Marconi Awards things. And, you know, because T.O.P. would win every award every sure. time. And, you know, it, it's, if you really want to stream uh, a station that is good at what they do, that's a good one to stream. 
I will tell you something. Very quick Ginny Hubbard story. Pain in the ass that she is. When I was inducted into the local Hall of Fame here in, in Minnesota, I'm up on stage talking about this, that, and the other thing, and Ginny was in the the audience. So I said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, my career started blah, 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 blah. And it, uh, my, I worked at KDAN and worked in Grand Forks a little bit, and then I went right to KSTPAM 1500, where my career just blew up. Uh, there were a few bumps in the road, though, of course. Uh, when Ginny Hubbard was only six years old, she fired me. <laughs> and she said out loud, she goes, I was only two. <laughs> WTOP has a cum of 373,000, by the way. That's not bad. Wow. Yeah. Not no. bad, man. But Mike Elfand is right. We should have an all-news station in this town. I don't think Minnesotans can do that, though, without making it into some personal agenda. Well, that's That's the thing. Nobody can do anything. No matter who runs it, they're going to make it into their pet project about uh, letting everyone know how correct they are. I know. That's what everybody is about. I'm right and you're wrong and I hate you. Mm, Pretty much. We have plenty of that already. We do indeed. Did you you find a figure what, what they're billing now? Uh, no, they just they probably seven point six percent of the market. Million. Jeez, they're, they're doing seven point six shares. Uh, pretty big for radio these days. Yeah, no, it is absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. But I don't know. I don't. I the one thing I I would stay in radio if the right job came along. I don't know that it will. I don't want to move out of the market because I've been offered jobs out of the market and some you know some pretty sizable markets. But Catherine and I just don't want to move. I think what you should do. You should get one of those 50-watt transmitters. Yes. Put it on your roof. <laughs> and just be the neighborhood broadcast. <laughs> neighborhood broadcasting mm-hmm. with Tommy. Yep. Now, it's a different business. Moon, I tell you, just even how, how long have you been off the air now? Two years, uh, almost three in October. It's gotten much worse since you left, I will tell you that. And, and I don't mean at Hubbard. I'm just talking about radio in general. I think even the dimwits that run radio have figured out that it's not going to be around much longer. What are you laughing about over there? (laughs) Uh, I I sensed Mike was going to come up with a witticism. Yeah, Mike. No, I was just thinking that, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those rare exceptions to the rule that hedge funds make everything better. <laughs> well, there you go. Why, where, how, where did that ever come from? What's that? That hedge funds make everything better. Oh, yeah. It's just, Tax law, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if, you're, if you own one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you own But one. it is true. You know, radio has been marginalized. And, yes. And it's just, this Absolutely. is what happens when you have three companies that own a whole industry. Uh, you're yeah. Right. That's very true, too. And that's what happened to TV, too. Yeah. It became more and more monopolized and, you know. Well, look at streaming. You know who just bought Hulu? Yeah, that's all very monopolized now, too. The Walt Disney Company. Oh, they did. <laughs> yes, did they did. Uh, what, about a month ago? Oh, I didn't uh, not, know Yeah, not long. Hey, they, were, they were the best company we ever worked for. Disney? Yeah. By far. Yeah, yeah, but that was 30 By years ago. By far. Everyone running that place back then is dead now. <laughs> oh, that's hmm. kind of I wonder why. slaps us across the face with another dose of reality. <laughs> the, the ship of Theseus. I used to work for ABC Cap Cities back in Denver. That was back in the day. Mickey, uh, what was that guy's name? Don Belucas. Do you remember him? Oh, Donnie Belucas. Oh. Yeah, I do remember him. He, it was funny because Don, you know, he was a New York uh, Italian, and he thought he was a tough guy, and he tried to go after me once, and that didn't work too well for him. I, I do remember. remember the first time I met this Don Belucas guy. Yeah. He was the head of, eight, like, big-time ABC. Yes. Uh, and when he walked into the radio station in Denver, uh, I walked in to do the night show. 
and I didn't know there were corporate people in town. Right. And uh, as I walked in, I see this guy in this beautiful suit, shoes worth probably twelve hundred bucks a piece, <laughs> and he says, "Well, what do you do here?" And I just said, "I do the night show," and he goes. Well, why are you carrying a 12-pack of beer? Whoops. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, yep. Uh, I told you, I do the night show. <laughs> yeah. I had a kegger at the radio station. I worked at in Denver. When I was doing the night show, we had a lake behind the, uh, the station. And we opened the windows up. We turned the music up. We had a kegger. And then Monday, I got called into the office. And my general manager says to me, Moon? Whose car is that in the lake? Sorry, it's not mine. Just right? tell them it was a radio promotion. Yes. <laughs> it was a stunt. We did it on purpose. We did it on purpose. They'd probably believe yeah. that. They probably would, honestly. They probably would believe that, no question. But, Moon, do you remember, uh, you said you were, what, about 16 when you got into radio? 16, 17, something like that? Yep, 16. Yep. Yeah, I was 17 when I got into radio. And, I, you know, you look back at it and go, can you... Just look at how lucky we were. Never had a real job in our lives. No. I mean, you know, I was farming. My schedule was this. I would get up in the morning and do the morning show on the radio station Mm -hmm. in a town of 6,000 people. And then I'd go to school. And then at 3 o'clock, I went to our farm. And I worked till dark. And then I'd repeat every day. And one of the things about Nebraska is you do learn how to work really hard. And uh, I took all the time that I wasn't in school and you know uh, i put that time into doing a radio thing and i tried to learn from people that i listened to and i tried to become a student of people that were successful and you know i just had so much damn fun when i look back at all of the times that were you know the happiest times of my life it it was with you know uh, radio stuff and family stuff and nothing else mattered to me. Yeah. So let me get this straight. You got up in the morning, did radio, yep. then you went to school all day, and then you worked on the farm, and you still found time to get into trouble. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember <laughs> when I used to visit my hometown. I, after I left my hometown, I started working in other small markets. When I would drive back to my hometown, the sheriffs would literally wait on the exit ramps for my car to arrive because <laughs> they knew there was going to be trouble right and i did have a very troubled past and you know all of that kind of went away when i went to rehab but it took me a while to get there and i had a lot of bumps in the road well everybody in radio who did nights had a lot of bumps in the road but oh, you know yeah. moon honestly god i look back the well man sitting to my left right now i took the job at, at kqrs in 1986 and they uh, they asked if I wanted. There were a couple of people I'd like to bring in, and when I brought the two people in, when one was Mike Gelfand, and the other one was Philip Wise, and the president or the general manager, I guess he was the general manager president, said, "Well, those guys don't sound like radio people at all." And I said, "Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly right. right. Mike Gelfand yep. and Philip Wise." It was, a, you know, the, the, one of the great things about the show was sometimes there were like eight of us. On, on oh, lights, yeah. Oh, yeah. But there was eight completely different voices. It was phenomenal. You know, normally there'd be eight people and six would sound the same. Yep. No question about it. Should I tell you the very first break I ever done on the radio, Moon? I can't say yes. the whole word, but I could tell you. <laughs> so KDAN, 1370 AM, over in St. Paul at the Metro Square building. It's not even on. I don't think there's even a radio station there anymore, 1370. I think it's long gone. But 
Uh, I'm right out of North Minneapolis, so I don't talk like I'm talking now. Back then, I kind of just talked like this. I never opened my mouth to talk at all. I just got that <laughs> KDA, you know, country western station. There's some country western music for you. And Dolly Parton and Porter Wagner. You it's know, interesting because now it's jive radio. Yeah, now it is j- it's Jive Radio? 1370 is? Seems that way. You can't even make it up. Jive uh, Radio. You can't, how wonderful is that? Yo, I think maybe it was, but it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Oh, it's gone. It's gone already. Okay, yeah, it was so. uh, country music, then disco, then jazz. Jesus. Then all news, and then it went bankrupt. Um, and in a 1983. 1983 it went bankrupt? <laughs> that might have been the last all news station. It might have been. Yeah. So I do my first break on broadcast radio ever at KDAN 1370, St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, I literally, it was like, ladies and gentlemen, this is the latest from uh, Bolly Parton and uh, Porter Wagner, KDAN. The phone lights up like a Christmas tree. Oh, my God. It's like every line is lit up. And I'm like, oh, man, they love me. It's just wonderful. <laughs> I go... To the phone, I answer the phone, not on the air, thank God. I answer the phone and I say KDAN, and this voice says, and uh, I can't finish the whole word, get that big N off the air. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa! Ooh. My first my first call on radio was as racist as it gets. Ooh. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. So I went, I might not be locked in too well with this audience right. here, this country western <laughs> outfit. A little more demographic research <laughs> is needed. <laughs> I will never you... forget that. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. If you were like me and constantly finding yourself in weight loss mode, I have great news. Continuum is here. It's new and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They are upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation. Find out more today. Simply go to their website, Continuum Weight 
greatwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 11.15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode. Did you know I bought a radio station? No. Check this out. Uh, a long time ago, well, it was when I very first moved to the Twin Cities. Um, I got a phone call from a dude I knew in Texas, and he said, you know, we have an interesting uh, proposition for you. Ooh. And I said, what is it? And they said, uh, have you uh, seen in the news where there are uh, people that are buying a radio station on eBay? And I said, yeah, I've kind of heard a little bit about that. And they said, there's a radio station in Lake Tahoe, K-T-H-O, and it's going dark. The owner can't make money with it. And so who wouldn't want to work and live in Tahoe? And so he said, what we want to do is we want to get a group of people to invest, and we're going to make it a bid on eBay. We'll see how much money we can come up with, and we'll see if we get the thing. I said, well, sure, you know, I'd love to think about it at least. And a couple weeks later, they called back and they said, our research says that it would be easier for us to get the uh, license if we had a minority ownership uh, group. And I'm like, okay, what do I do about that? And they said, we have an investor out of San Francisco and we're going to go ahead and and it's going to be six of us. And how much money do you want to put in? I said, well, I don't know. How much do we need? And he said, well, I'll talk to everybody. We pooled our money. We went on eBay when the auction started. We came up with $800,000 to bid between the six of us. The reason we wanted to bid eight hundred dollars is because just the land that held the studios in the tower was worth seven hundred and fifty grand. Hmm. So even Whoa. if we got it for eight, we'd only lose fifty if it right, went belly up. Right. Okay. So we put the uh, the bid in, and guess what? We won the auction. And so now I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. I'm under contract. I can't leave here. Uh, they wanted me to like do the morning show or do something. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I don't know. Let me see what I can do. And well, what happened was the owner of the station was offered 1.2 million cash by some other guy and he decided to accept it. And I said, well, wait a minute on eBay. It is a binding agreement. If you buy something, it's yours. Right. And I knew that we had won the auction. I'm thinking, what's next? We meet with our attorney and the attorney said, the guy that put in 1.2, he's got a lot more than you guys do. And he'll draw this thing out in court and you're going to spend a lot more than you would have ever made. And so we dumped it. Really? Yeah. And I, I mean, I love Lake Tahoe. I'd love to live there. And that was kind of the, kind of my, you know, retirement plan, you know, instead I'm in Lakeville. You know, which is a little different. No casinos and nothing cooking. And, you know, the, which, the, the, the thing about Lake Tahoe and Lakeville they have in common is neither one of them has a lake anymore. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah what are you I've been do? here the entire time I've lived in the Twin Cities. Lived in Lakeville. Love it here. Yeah, well, I, yeah, you know, that area in which you live, I like that area anyway. You know, when, where yep. you're going for, you say you're going for a burger tonight? I, that's a great yep. place. Yep, little golf course nearby. And we have a lot of stuff cooking, and Lakeville's growing like nuts. 
I mean, this place used to be a pasture, and now it just keeps going. Yeah, well, this, that's true. This yeah. city's growing, you know. And for me, uh, I'm done procreating, so. <laughs> well, okay, well. You know. uh, in fact, Jimmy Francis's brother is the new police chief in Lakeville. What? Is that I think right? His, I think his name's Nick Francis. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Isn't like Jimmy him. doing politics now? Well, yeah. he's the mayor of South St. Paul. He's running for a county seat in District 2, I think. County commissioner? I Jimmy, always if you're listening, phone guy. in. Yeah, he's, and he's everywhere. Man, talk about a guy with connections. Oh, Jimmy? It's just unbelievable. Jimmy's a great guy. He is. Yep, I like Jimmy a lot. There's but, no yeah, I think his brother him. just became the AV uh, police chief within, God, 90 days maybe. And he looks up and, stuff on the internet. And then, Doug, you've been in Rosemount for how long? Uh, we moved in when we got married, so that was 2009. So you've been there a while, too. Yeah, and it was just, you know, I think I told you the deal. We both had kids from our previous marriages, and Sarah's ex lived in Hastings, and mine was in Egan, and our kids were young. We were going to spend a lot of time with them, so we got out the map and went, Looks like we're going to live in Rosemount. Yeah. And it's been nice. And yeah, that town is, nice. is starting to grow, too. Uh, there's some big housing developments going in and part of what what is called Umore Park, if you know where that is, down on uh, Highway 46, or County Road 46. Yeah, it's amazing that, uh, you know, I have lived in Lakeville now longer than anywhere else in my life. Really? Even longer, even longer than Nebraska. All of it, yeah. And I never thought I wanted to live here. As a matter of fact, when I lost my job in Texas, in Houston, uh, I had three job offers. One was in Memphis, one was in San Antonio, and one was here. And I had heard from a guy that was fired by Hubbard Broadcasting that if I didn't go to work for Hubbard, I would be an idiot because they were the best people ever to work for. And I really wanted to stay in Texas and San Antonio because my wife was from Houston. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going to go to work for Cox Broadcasting. Oh, sure. And uh, what happened was when I went to the interview, they said, you need to play eight songs an hour. And I said, in Morning Drive, I said, you know, the reason you guys are getting killed is because you're playing, you know, songs that are tired and you have nothing cooking on your morning show. I said... How about if I have something that's working, we play two songs an hour? They said, nope, research shows you have to play eight. And I said, okay, really? what happens if I get Jesus Christ back from the dead for an exclusive? How many songs <laughs> do I have to play an hour? And they said, eight. And I said, I'm gone. Yeah. And I left. And uh, about halfway uh, between Houston and Conroe, Texas, which is an hour north, I get a phone call from that company said, we've changed our mind. You can play six if God comes back. If God comes like, back. There you go. <laughs> so how oh, that generous work. of you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm on my way to, to uh, Minneapolis. When I flew in, the leaves were popping. It was just a gorgeous day. Um, the guy that was running the station at that time was being uh, inducted into the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Everybody treated me with, you know, just such respect. And, and it was just such a, a great place that I had the, the good fortune of working at. And uh, I'll tell you what, 
I I think the Hubbard should hire me just to be uh, their goodwill ambassador because I'm. They, what a wonderful family. They you know, are the way yeah. they. Yeah, and I tell you what, you don't get that in radio anymore. Oh no, you're absolutely right about that. A family-owned business like that, and and like I said, they've hired good people. Uh, their digital department does really, really well. I, I, I like, you know, Dan Seaman's a great guy. I was, I, you know, I guess if I, maybe I should have an operation, then I could work women radio. What do you think? <laughs> On uh, My Talk 107.1. <laughs> yeah, there you go, My Talk. Uh, oh, man. Exactly. You know, I, I listened to that show for about an hour. What, the morning show? Well, uh, <laughs> well, you know, of course, my friend Brittany, who's, Brit- oh, Brit- yeah. who was on... KQ for quite a while. Yes. And is now a mother. And is now, is now a mother. mother. Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't yeah. Know. She just had, had baby. Nicest yeah. person baby ever boy. born. Yeah. She's great. And the loudest person ever born. Yeah. She's well, she lot. didn't need a microphone. <laughs> no, she didn't. Yeah. No amplification. <laughs> I don't know. Her, that's true. Her or Sanny. <laughs> Yeah, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The two that's, of them. Yeah, that severe was rather loud himself. Yeah, we were at a KQ uh, listener Sandy. thing in in uh, Vegas at dinner, and my wife was sitting between Brittany and Bob. Yeah, her ears were ringing. I'm sorry, Mike. I no, all I was going to say was uh, so I heard I tuned into their to the to their show. Uh, I, I guess it was the more I know it wouldn't have been the morning show because I wouldn't have been awake. Yeah, but Brittany was on that day, and I and I really enjoyed it, but. Later in the afternoon, I found myself stopping to ask someone for directions. So then I said, no, okay, that's just, you know, I, I got to get back to testosterone. Mm-hmm. It's time. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you're surrounded by all that estrogen. Just for an hour, you <laughs> start asking for directions. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to <laughs> shave anymore. Just I listened for an hour. Well, I understand you know, that. But Brittany was great. I love Brittany. She's a wonderful person. Yeah, yeah. She I told her to name her kid Thomasina, but she wouldn't do it. <laughs> I was very well, upset. Well, Margot's kind of a cute name. Margot's a great name. She'd be name. the only one. Yeah, she'd be the only Thomasina. Only Thomasina? I think so. I don't know. I feel like that's probably like the name of a medieval nun or something. That's probably true. It's probably <laughs> very medieval sounding. You're right about that. I don't know. Are but... you going to be spending more time in Florida now, Tom? Or are you going to just... I don't know. You know that's pretty much up to to, to uh, Catherine Brandt. Uh, I could just kind of follow her lead and all the rest of it. And, uh, you know, it's – I don't know. I, it all depends, like I said. There, there's still a chance I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in radio. I, I will see. Um, I just am kind of concerned about the future and, and that whole deal. But I, although I'm not going to be around that much longer anyway, one way or the other. I have a question. Because I'm not an yes. employee, can I pick on Cumulus? Of course. I would get emails every once in a while from the station. Don't say anything about Tom being in Florida, and I'm like, he was just talking about walking down yeah, the beach. I know. There's no beaches in Minnesota just in January. Over, over get over it. This Lake is, Superior. This is not a secret. I right? know. It's just ridiculous. Now, there is a movie called The Three Lives of Thomasina, and Thomasina is a female. Thomasina is a female. But she's also a cat. Oh, she's a cat. <laughs> Well, I could sort <laughs> kind of The cat is on the radio. That's why yeah, it was the cat. Go, the yeah, cat, was on. There's the cat just man. man. There's also the, the tongue. The cat woman. Messina, the cat, the wonderful, oh, wonderful the cat. Goat, the, the then goat, they went the to Felix. And oh, you're right. I remember writing, and there's even a cat man on a local radio station. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you right. Yeah, there's even a cat man because of Wolfman Jack. Yeah, and of course you, you've hated me ever since. Well, and that's why when I met Wolfman Jack for the first time, he walked up and he goes, Cat man, you're stealing my act, but that's all right. <laughs> and it's funny you mention him because my daughter's been staying with us this week, and she likes to watch movies. We've got a movie theater in the basement, and 
I said, let's watch American Graffiti. I hadn't seen oh, it in 20 love years. It. And love they, it. She and yeah. Sarah had never seen it. And it was good. It's not great, but... No, I agree. But Wolfman Jack looks so young in that. He and I does. remember when it came out, he looked like an old man, but he was probably, what, late 30s when that movie mm, came out? That's 1972? About right. Probably about right. Yeah. Let's see here. <clears throat> totally different kind of guy. When was Great guy, Jack born? He was born in 38. Okay, so, so I'm pretty close. Yeah, he was 24 then. Or 34. Yeah. Yeah? Should have probably stayed away from your drugs. Yeah, he didn't live long. Is that his deal? Oh, God, yes. Uh, I didn't know that. Now, Tom, I got a question for you. Because you've listened to other competitors and you know mm-hmm. people. Uh, did you have somebody you thought... Damn, they are really good on the air. You mean in town here? Well, not necessarily in town. You could do in town, but nationally, either one. Let's see who or I both. Well, i got to be honest with you. My idol was Larry Lujak. WLS, the W-L-S. Enormous 89. The Enormous 89, yeah, Larry Lujak, and I, I had the distinct pleasure of meeting him a, a few times. Very, very shy man. Now, uh, he he literally you know these are people that get on the air and they're yeah you wouldn't talking. think so you wouldn't think so but Larry was very very shy just a very nice man retired and I think he only lived about two more years would you look up it's L U J A C K Andy Larry Lujak I think he only lived a couple of years after he retired because guys like that I think if he he didn't have a radio show to do he wasn't going to live much longer Larry Lujak died in mm-hmm. 2013 and when did he retire from WLS. God, he's been dead for nine years already. Jesus. He retired in 06. So he lived eight years. He only lived eight years. But he's not very old when he died, was he? He was 73. Like I said. So, no, he was not old. Oh, nice try. Very, very young. (laughs) Okay, I saw the double double, uh, clutch there. Yeah, he was really old. No, he wasn't old at all. Well, Andy oh. just lost half the room. <laughs> well, he was born in 1940. You know, times were different back then. Yes, they were. Yeah. They were totally different back then. It's but, kind yeah. of strange because one of my radio heroes was on with Lou Jack at uh, WLS in Chicago, John Records Landecker. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you ever meet yep. Landecker? I never did. I tried to Facebook friend him, and he wouldn't have nothing to do with me. Yeah, he's a prick. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, he's not a nice person at all. He thinks he's a lot bigger deal than he actually ever was. Yeah, he was the night guy. The morning guys were always the superstars. Well, he would, he and I went into the National Radio Hall of Fame at the same time he was there that night. Mm-hmm. And he was just, uh I was there. That uh, was a rather long 40-minute speech. Mm-hmm. It kind of was. He's going after page after page uh, after page. It was like, Larry, geez, I mean, uh Whatever John. the hell your name, John, John Records Landecker. They had a lot of good people at that station back in those days. Well, Fred Winston and I were friends because he and Chuck Knapp were buddies. Did you ever work with Chuck Knapp? Was he still around when you when you first got there? Nope, he's already gone. He was already gone by then. I but, did uh, work with Lissa Miller, who oh, was sure. Grant Miller. He was the uh, midday guy on WLS. Yep. She was my agent. We ended up suing each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's an agent for? Yeah, it sounds like radio, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, who won? You can't days. just end the yeah. story there. It was a tie. Oh, about me getting sued? No, who won? Uh, well, no, we settled out of court. Check this out. She signed me to a five-year agreement with ABC Cap Cities. Oh, sure. And what happened was we went through the contract page by page. I spent an hour with her going through it, and then I didn't hear from her for a while because I was small potatoes. 
she was dealing with morning guys in major markets. I was a night guy in a smaller market, oh, but yeah. I heard she did a nice job. So she went through all my stuff, and uh, the next thing you know, I get called in to sign the contract. She made no changes over all of the discussions that we had. Oh, God. I, so there was no changes. It was a boilerplate contract. And I call her up. I'm like, Lissa, you know, what's the deal here? You made no changes. She goes, don't worry about it. If anything comes up, I'll fix it. Yeah. And I go, you can't do that. Right. And I said, you're fired. And she said, you owe me commissions for each year of this contract. And I'm like, I'm oh. not going to pay that. And so anyway, I had to get a lawyer to take care of another lawyer. And the next thing you know, I have to write her a check. And we agreed on a lesser amount than what I would have had to pay her. But it was still, you know, an ugly story. And, you know, she was she did a really nice job for a lot of people I knew. But for me, it just didn't pan. Well, that does happen. So now we know who lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we <laughs> well, do. there you go. That's exactly it. God, man, you talk about an hour and a half flying by. We only got five minutes left. Weird that we could do nine, fill 90 minutes with a couple of radio superstars. Or a trio <laughs> of radio superstars. I was going to say. I'm sorry, I corrected myself. There go. Backstabber. I hope right, I didn't overshare. A couple of radio superstars. How's that? I, I hope I didn't overshare. <laughs> well, I have been doing this for 10 years. And... Yeah, and he's been doing it for 10 years now, yeah. too. That's exactly yeah. right. But, no, I tell you what, it's just... Uh, Moon, I mean, it don't. I said it earlier in the conversation, but but you look back and it's really that's how you made your living. Uh, you were on the radio your whole life. Isn't that just wonderful? It was absolutely the best. And I said on my last night when I signed off, if I had to do my life over again, I would do it exactly the same way, with the exception of the chronic illness. Yeah, you know, right. the illness, the, just leave the illness out. I wouldn't would be have good. chosen to become sick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. But. Dougie, well, it's your show. Things... Take the last five, man. I don't have five minutes of material. This was <laughs> I had so much work to do. I'm like, how can I get out, out of doing the podcast and not doing any work? I know. I'll get Moon to come on. <laughs> and then we'll schmooze. It'll be unbelievable. I think you guys should really think about doing something together uh, after you ride off out of the cumulus the cloud uh, at the, around Christmas time. It could be fun. Yeah. And maybe teaching at a, lo at a local school would be cool. I mean, I, I isn't know. a local school anymore, is there? Is there a broadcast school? Well, they must school teach still? broadcasting at the U or somewhere. Oh, that's it would true. Would be yeah. hard. Yeah, I can see I mean, the I'm U not, hire at me. I can't see. Well, <laughs> yeah. dude, start your own school. Would. They'd hire both of you. I could start I mean, my own college. Eighty-five years of radio experience between the two of you. There, true. There's not many people. I did. I did uh, uh, ask Tom at our first meeting. I said, you know, you've had people ask you to write a book, and I know I have as well. Mm -hmm. I said, how about you and I sit down? I'll write a chapter. You write a chapter. We rotate till we get finished with it, and then I get 80-20. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, 80-20. It's, you know, it's a good rev share right there. I, I know think. a guy could act as an editor. Yeah. yeah. Who was that? Are you, still doing, you. are you still doing restaurants, Tom, or are you done with that? No, we still got a bunch of restaurants, absolutely. Probably, you know, but... I'm not quite Larry Lujak's age, as uh, Andy pointed out earlier, but uh, I, I'll probably be in, well, I don't know, a couple of them will probably keep for a while, but we'll probably sell most of them off over the next few years, I would guess. You know. Yeah, for me, I've Do you have any Arthur Treachers? Arthur Treacher. Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips, baby. I do remember Ooh. Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. No doubt about Whatever it. Whatever happened, I was going to say to 
the the restaurant, but then I started thinking, whatever happened to Arthur Treacher? He died many, many, many. And who years the hell ago. was Arthur Treacher? Arthur Treacher. He was Merv Griffin's uh, kind of like Ed McMahon. Ah, yeah. of course, yeah. Right. Yeah, he died in 1975. <laughs> <laughs> He's been dead for many He was born in 1894. <laughs> well, so, wow. Uh, you know, that's a good run. Yeah, he was 81. Not bad. Obviously, he wasn't eating a lot of fish and chips. No, he was not. I'll, I'll close with one radio story. My okay, I love this cousin who was 10 years older than me roughly so he's 74 75 when he was little uh two or three years old his mom used to listen to arthur godfrey all the time oh sure absolutely my cousin tommy was not an arthur godfrey fan no so one day he climbed up while the show was playing on top of the philco refrigerator Picked up the tube radio over his head and said the following, Afa Gaffa, no good. And he threw the radio on the floor <laughs> on the top Gaffa. of the fridge. I'm going to start a yeah. show called Afa Gaffa. Gaffa. That's a great name, actually. Oh, yeah. I have good news. There is one Arthur Treacher's left. Where? No. Oh, my God. Uh, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Cayuga. Cayuga Falls, yeah. Cayuga, yeah, sure. Cayuga Falls, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So if you want to go to Arthur Treacher's, that's... Arthur Treacher's. You better go quick because I have a feeling it's not going to be around for too long. You're probably (laughs) right. amazing. He's only been dead for 40 years, 50 years, so... That wraps up another exciting episode of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. I see I almost said studios. You jinxed me. (laughs) Tune in next week and I'll dig up uh, another exciting uh, guest. Dig up? Well, I, Moon, you've been dug up. I tell you, that's the, it's the hardest part of this whole job is finding people that... We can help you with that. I'm more than welcome to take your help. I do have a couple of interesting guests coming up later, but nobody uh, so far for next week, so stay tuned. We'll get somebody. All right.